Konnichiwa. Howdy, y'all. I'm Leslie. I'm Laurie. And welcome to Sumo, Sumo Kaboom, where we talk about all things sumo. Yes. Today, we are talking about days four through ten of the July Basho, which is just kind of a, it's a throw up. It's like throw all those dice in the air and we'll see who comes out the winner. That's right. It's always a little unpredictable, Nagoya is, because it's so hot. And slippery. And very slippery. So it's been exciting. I I mean... When am I, I mean, I guess sometimes I'm like sumo boring today, but most of the time, no matter when I'm watching, I'm like, it's so exciting. It's so true. Occasionally there are days where you're like, mm. <laughs> but rarely. But just, it's just one in a few hundred days. That's right. Like. That doesn't right. happen often. Everybody has off days, but it's so rare in sumo. So uh, if you are playing bingo... Make sure and get your cards out and ready and start marking them because it's going to get exciting in the next couple of days. You want to immediately send us a picture with a well-marked bingo, meaning like put a big old red circle around your bingo and let us know who it is because we see over by the end of the, you know, we kind of let everyone bingo at the, at the end of it, you know? And so we're counting a ton of bingos and bingos are coming in. So please make it easy for us so that we can go ahead and let you know if you won it completely or if you're a second place bingo, which also has some awesome prizes. So just make sure and send us an email at sumokaboom at gmail.com immediately taking a picture and it being well marked with your kachikoshi or your makikoshi bingo. Y'all, I just watched day 10 and at the end of day 10 there are five guys with kachikoshi right so someone out there it might be on your card someone has a potential right. to have a kachikoshi bingo that's right so get on the ball get on it shall we jump to a news flash sure well if you're watching day 10 you might have seen a new baton twirler. It's not a baton twirler, but it's a the sword twirler guy. I did not even notice. I didn't notice either, but we had a new guy because the Satano Fuji guy who's like, actually he's younger than us, but I always think of him as like 60, 65 because mm-hmm. I don't know why he just looks older to me. He was out for some reason. And so they gave this new new guy yuki who is actually karishima's attendant he had been doing it a little bit on the tour but he stepped in he got the call the morning of and he said he was very very nervous oh he's the understudy he's the understudy but he did it and he did a good job so he's gonna be on day 10 and day 11 okay he didn't drop it he did not drop it as far as i know see speaking as an understudy myself it's (laughs) nerve-wracking But you usually do a grand old job. Yeah, the audiences don't know, even if you weren't perfect. But it's a nerve-wracking place to be. Although I imagine if you dropped that thing, people would notice. (laughs) Like if you just accidentally threw it into the third (laughs) row and you were like, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. (laughs) So Okino Umi will have his retirement ceremony on September 30th. And he's going to be giving back to his community, the the man of the sea that he is, by there's some sort of local sumo festival where they throw a bunch of salt. So he's going to go there and throw a bunch of salt. But other than that, he's planning on having his big ceremony at the Kokugi. Just never mind. <laughs> at, the, at the big place. At the big place. The Kokugi Khan. Um, September 30th. So, I like the Kokugi tar. Coco guitar, I don't know. My <laughs> mouth isn't working, but you all get me. We're all at day ten. We're all we're all exhausted. But that is pretty much all I've got 
I don't want to spoil anything with the days about to come. So I will just leave it at that and let's jump to day four. Day four had some exciting stuff. Now, I think as we get further along into this podcast, you'll start to see the Hollywood storylines coming into fruition. They're they're coming to be. And so I just like to break down the bouts that were exciting to me. But I think towards the end of this, I'm going to start talking about the same people because I'm very excited about some of these storylines that are coming to be. Onosho versus Asanoyama. So... There was basically a frigging work of art by Asanoyama at the edge. Now, this was a big, huge blast between these two guys. And I think Asanoyama won it, but Onosho managed to get inside real quick and drove like a freight train back on Asanoyama. And Asanoyama went barreling backwards. But, 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 tut, 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 tut. The quickest and prettiest of moves happened at the edge. Just when Asanoyama should have been forced out, he, in this split second of being pushed back, flipped Onosho out like a pancake. But I was so amazed because it really did look, with the force of Onosho, Asanoyama had no chance. But he did it with such li- little leverage at the edge and how easy it looked to flip Onosho over. I was just like, Who's a big amazed. boy? I mean, he is a very large boy, but it showed that power from Asanoyama. I, I liked thought that it was one. very beautiful it as was well. Beautiful flash finish. I hope somebody took a picture of that one because it was pretty. Nishikigi did away easily with Daesho, which is sort of this. This storyline is turning out to be kind of one of my faves so far. Is watching Nishikigi just kind of crush it. And Daesho was pummeling and rushing Nishikigi backwards. Nishikigi just simply grabbed an arm of Daesho and pulled like hell and sent Daesho down to his knees into the dirt. It didn't look crazy flashy. It just looked super fast and really well-placed. Like, mm-hmm. it was it was a thing of beauty. Understated, but very powerful. Loving that. Kirishima. He's back, everyone, and he beat Kotonowaka on day four. This was his Ozeki debut, I think, and mm-hmm. he he doesn't look too bad. He doesn't seem to have quite as much spunk, but I, who knows? He's probably in terrible pain. They all could wrestle with, I don't know, on food poisoning, and somehow they make it happen. I don't know how they do it. He looked exactly as an Ozeki should. Basically, Kotonowaka had an arm of Kirishima and was about to rip off Kirishima's arm in an arm lock throw, but somehow Kirishima defied gravity and stayed grounded and pushed out Kotonowaka from the rear. It was an Akuri Dashi, I think, but it was a thing of beauty. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much what I have for day four. Oh, except for our biggest news, I thought, on day four, someone very important decided not to come back. On day four, that is Terunofuji. Oh, well, Terunofuji yes. was in on days one, two, and three. And then on day four, we found out, or at least he's reporting, that it was a herniated disc. Yeah, which is strange because he was all manis, manis, but yeah, something was off. Yeah, something was very, very off, and we could tell. And uh, yeah, he is out for the rest of the tournament. So that was 
that was the biggest news for me on day four. All right, day five. Rookie report. They all did well. They did very well. Not all of them. But, no, but... But some of them. Ryudin, I will say, got its very first win of the tournament against Hakuoho. Right. Right? But the other two, Shona no Umi and Big G, did really, really well. And on day five, Gonoyama, Big G, was doing the best of all of the rookies. He just, man, he leapt into that match with Koto Echo and slapped and pushed. And Koto Echo is a swiftly moving man. Yeah, Konoyama just followed and slapped him on the arm and down went Koto Echo. It was a very first time meeting. I was really interested to see how this big man was going to do against this very small uh, and powerful opponent. And he did well. So mm-hmm. great start. At that point, I think Konoyama was 5-0. and oh. So well done. Hokuto Fuji, I'm going to mention on day five because he did a very nifty Okuri Dashi on Sadana Umi. It was a really nice save at the edge. Oh, no, no, no. What I mean by that, Hokuto Fuji was just very polite and he kept <laughs> Sadana Umi from flying oh, off. And I just thought, I like oh, to see the that sportsmanship. was, yeah, it was not only a nifty push out from behind, but it was also a nifty push out and save right. from behind. Like yeah. you don't need to go flying Your knees into don't the crowd. need that. Yeah. I got you. I bested I got you. you. Man. And I'm going to save you. So well done, Hokuto Fuji. I'm going to skip to some of my favorite fights later in the day on day five. One of which was Hokuseiho versus Asanoyama. And by the way, I heard later on in the week, I think it was day seven or day nine, one of them, Hokuseiho got a new nickname, which was Skyscraper Hokuseiho. <laughs> and I thought, oh, I kind of like that one. Skyscraper. The Skyscraper met Asano Yama. I didn't know what to expect here because, you know, they're yeah. still pretty new to each other. But this one was a pretty exciting match. I, I think I would have thought that Asano Yama would have more experience Mm -hmm. and would probably come out the winner, but proved not to be the case. They locked up. They went chest to chest. Asanayama moved forward. Hokuseiho pivoted and Asanayama went off balance and he was just really high and kind of awkward. Hokuseiho rallied and out went Asanayama's foot. It kind of looked more like an accidental yeah. step out than anything else, yeah. but it was exciting. Yeah, it went differently than I had expected. But again, when you're new to somebody, I think Hokuseiho will have a harder time in the future because they are learning. Uh, How to fight this guy. Yeah, and a lot of them are losing the first time around because they never face anyone this tall. So I think it was a good learning thing for him. So you're saying it was a learning experience for Asanoyama. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I see. Oh, okay. Midori Fuji. I just want to give major props to Midori Fuji. Day five, he met Mitake Yumi. And I just love watching him wrestle. He is so much fun. He's the smallest man out there. He's smaller and faster than everybody else. And when he went up against Mitakeyumi on day five, who has the weight advantage, who has more experience, who has experience at the Ozeki rank. This was a long, really super long battle between these two. I think it was two and a half minutes long which is incredibly long for a sumo match most of them yeah most of them are done in like less than five seconds but midori fuji gosh he did everything he could to work his arms slowly but surely inside into the belt of mitakiyumi and mitakiyumi kept using his weight and his power to block midori fuji at 
every single turn. It was just so interesting to watch all the different moves and all the different tactics that Midori Fuji was using to try to get in there. And he just, I just think maybe because he had more gas in the tank, mm-hmm. then he just outmaneuvered well, the big and guy. And Mitake it was awesome. is proving to look very injured. Well, and wouldn't, I mean, his heart is injured. His, his dad died. I know his dad died. I mean, yeah. it really is huge. And he did mention that. And he said he wanted to get good results to honor his father. But I mean, it makes it makes perfect sense. Wouldn't you be out of sorts? Yes, so, absolutely. So I'm cheering for him, but it is heartbreaking. Yes. I'm going to skip to another one of my favorite fights. <laughs> just because it was so fast and I, it's, I'm just amazed. Wakamoto Haru versus Nishikigi. Mm-hmm. Wakamoto Haru, he knew. He was like, okay, this guy, he's on a roll. I need to try something different. The problem is, it didn't work. <laughs> it was just, Nishikigi got out real fast and just ran Wakamoto Haru out. And I just, I love those moments when the guys look around and they're like, ah, oh, bad idea. I know. Like, we can't win them all. I know. And Nishikigi found, he's found his fire. What I'm loving is Nishikigi's little face, which is usually pretty emotionless but he has like a tiny little furrow of the brow and a red face and that's about as much as you'll get out and i mean that translated is probably an enormous amount of emotion inside when he wins well but there is something some fire got lit underneath Kigi, and he is riding that wave one of my favorite things and this is a theme of the tournament because it's happened over and over again, is when he does well and he beats somebody of a higher rank, mm-hmm. they bring him, they bring Nishkigi in for an interview and he's just so cute. He's he puts adorable. his little glasses back no, on. No, he doesn't have his glasses oh, on yet. So you could tell, squinting. yeah, you could tell he can't see a darn thing in front of him, but he has this really like cute smile on yeah. his face. Like, I can't believe I'm doing this well, y'all. I really <laughs> cannot believe that I'm sitting here talking to you, but this feels fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> and I just love that look on That's his face. That's probably what he sounds like with oh, an English translation. Absolutely. It's, I feel so amazing. I feel so amazing, y'all. He has a southern it's, accent. It's, like, <laughs> it's a little like Forrest Gump doing he, well in wrestling. Yeah, only when he speaks English does he, he have a southern accent. He just seems so sweet. And I was just very excited about him because after day five, it meant that he had beat every single one of the Sekiwaki. I know. And the Yokozuna. I know. I mean, talk about the best start to a basho ever you're in the hardest position m1 and you beat all these guys who are ranked above you i mean it's no wonder he has that look on his face like i i just don't know i just don't know how i got here but here i am (laughs) those were my favorite fights of course daishu did well he had perfect placement big power as expected of course hoshoryu did well against abi of course he did everything's going well for those sekiwake unless they meet nishkigi (laughs) right Day six. The matchup for me of the tournament for rookies is Hakuoho versus Gonoyama. And it is exciting. And it's like watching Goedo and Hakuho up against each other. Kind of is. It's just exciting. They're well matched, 
really explosive tachiai from each other. Hakuoho did a great job of getting in close despite Gonoyama's murderous thrusts. Hakuoho stayed in close with his head, gave himself a few seconds to sort of think of what to do next against this guy who is consistently pummeling him. With a huge forward lean after that, he lunged like a lineman tackling that sent Gonoyama in reverse. Hakuoho stayed with his game plan, which I think ended up being some sort of slapdown attempt because he kept swatting down. And each attempt of a swat was was kind of avoided by Gonoyama until the end when he did it like three times. Hakuoho got in close again, thrust it up on Gonoyama's chest, and then grabbed the back of Gonoyama's head and slapped him down to the to the dirt. It was a nice, even match. And I'm looking forward to many, many more years of watching this rivalry. Takanosho finally got his first win. <laughs> I think over Tsurugisho. On day six. Uh, I just always love Takanosho, but he's just, well, any Takanosho fans know how I feel. I also want to say on day six, this is the day that I started to notice things that actually have nothing to do with sumo, really, um, but I think just are worth mentioning. Hokuto Fuji doesn't have much hair on top mm-hmm. anymore, and I'm wondering, what do you do? I mean, I guess the Satano Fuji guy, who's the bow twirler, he doesn't have much. Right. You can't have a comb over, right? You just have like a ponytail in the back and then they, they Well, he already it. has a comb over. It just comes <laughs> over from the very front. I guess. Yeah. Well, also, he hits his head so hard right there. Mm-hmm. So I, I wonder if it's not male potter, pattern baldness, if it's just pure collision. Anyway. No, I have this hat that I wear and I'm noticing like it's wearing away some See? hair in a one specific spot just because the hat hits it. Oh. So how could it not be that way? If you're slapping yourself silly all the time on your own head... <laughs> If you're hitting yourself in the same spot, yeah, those poor little hair follicles are going to be like, oh, okay, uh, okay you don't want, me want to quit. hair here. Okay. <laughs> okay. I won't. Also, another strange thing I noticed is Tamawashi. If you look at his mawashi, Tamawashi's mawashi, there's a lot of guys who wear the, the strap like over their butt crack. And Tamawashi is one who pulls it He's into in. his butt I, crack. I, and I think I'm they pull- all should, it should be in. It, none of them are though. Because you see some of them pick their wedgie before they go. And Tamawashi's like, look, it's back there. Just pull it right on up. And I think that might be a secret to his success. Because it's so tight? It's so tight. And he's like, I don't need to worry about a wedgie. It's already up there. It's how I feel about wearing a, a thong. I agree. Also, if you look at Asanoyama and Oho, they have the exact same build. Height, the way their tummy hangs, both are handsome. Um, but in this bout on day six, experience beat out the young kid and Asanoyama clobbered him, got a left hand outside grip at the edge and overwhelmed him back and out. I just like to report on Asanoyama because I am one of those people that just adores him. The most exciting bout of the day, though is the Uda versus Hokuseiho. Agreed. Like everyone else, confused. It was not much of a tachiai up top and few attempts at a belt with like a quick realization that once, like for Uda, that once, like once you have Hokuseiho's belt, it's pretty much guaranteed he also has your belt on the backside and is latched on and he's leaning. So Uda sort of, once he realizes this, he sort of stalls with his head buried and starts to think. He dips down deep to lift up Hokusei, who just, who just lifts up on his belt with every single attempt to lift up. Nothing but kind of a slow, gradual, sideways 
movement from Hokuseiho up to this point. Ura goes, though, at this moment for a Sotogake leg trip, Hokuseiho rebounds and actually resists pretty well, which I was thinking he wouldn't because he's so darn tall that, like, I don't know, I would think a leg trip would be a dangerous, but something he would be susceptible to more than anything else. And he's actually just trying to push Ura, just manhandle him over the Tawada. And Ura is just resisting well. The crowd is going nuts because Ura's determination to bring down the big man, who is now, like, for a split second, back on his heels, and he's trying to regroup, but Ura is now somehow sideways and has him lined up for, like, another backwards trip, like a Kirikayeshi. Hokuseiho resists this well, but now Ura is figured out how to get behind him and is giving him kind of what looks like a Heimlich maneuver at this point. <laughs> and Hokuseiho knows he is very, very vulnerable. And now Ura rushes him in with this position. And I think Hokuseiho tried to turn around, but he just knew he was toast and he hits the dirt. So it's kind of like a Ura win by Heimlich maneuver. But to get in that position took an incredible amount of effort. And I think the crowd just loves his like can-do spirit. He's the pink mawashi. He's always bringing us excitement and he loves it. He loves what he does for a living. And it's just so much fun to watch. Yeah. Ura is so talented. The height difference between the two was so impressive. Yeah. Ura came up to, it seemed as though the belly button button (laughs) of skyscraper (laughs) Hokuseiho and still came out the winner. It was truly a David and Goliath type of match. And how can you not cheer on little David? I love the underdog. Yep. Kotunawaka got a win over Daesho. Basically, Daesho ended up kind of how he always does when he... Uh, loses, he gets a little bit eager to finish off and he ends up a little bit too low and then gets yanked down. It's either a slap down or a pull down that usually brings him in. And that is what Kotonowaka did. Hoshoryu and Midori Fuji. A reminder that Midori Fuji has beaten Hoshoryu six times to three. He is someone that actually Hoshoryu has a really hard time beating. Midori Fuji proves to be small, inside, and fast. Hoshoryu gets a kimidashi grip and flings Midori Fuji all around and backwards. And just then, we see this full-body sumo from Hoshoryu because he does a sotogake along with a kimidashi grip on Midori Fuji to keep him like, I'm keeping you here. You're not moving sideways. And he pushes him backwards and to the dirt. It was beautiful sumo by Hoshoryu. Like there was a while early on when he first started showing up in the top division, Hoshoryu, when he was trying a lot of very complicated leg trips. Yeah. And people thought, oh, he's he's very tactical and he's a technician. And then he's put on so much weight. Right. And his style changed Mm -hmm. as he got heavier. Mm -hmm. And um, now it's as if he's putting those two skills together in a really interesting way. So he's got extra power Mm -hmm. and weight. And weight, yeah. And he's got the uh, Mongolian wrestling background and this really wide base so he can throw those really interesting and beautiful throws. Yeah. You just got to have extra power to be an Ozeki. It requires a kind of size and power to stay in that position for a long time. Mm -hmm. And he's acquired more and more of that as he has climbed up the the ranks. And it's pretty cool to watch Mm -hmm. because he was like a skinnier, smaller guy when he first showed up in the high ranks. It's really cool to watch that transformation in Hoshoryu. 
Mm-hmm. He's looking more and more like his uncle. I know. He and he's also really good at Rubik's Cube because I saw a clip of him doing a Rubik's Cube That's competing with Ura. And they basically came in. It was like a photo finish. But he could do one remarkably fast. Mm. Both of them could. I Although, was like, see, there's just, they have more skills than you can possibly imagine. Wakamoto Haru easily disposes of Meisei on day six. And lastly, Shodai versus Kirishima. Shodai has a 10 to 5 record over Kirishima, but it was a very quick Tsukiyotoshi from Kirishima that brought Shodai to the dirt. Easy peasy. But let's head into day 7. One of the first fights that caught my eye on day 7 was between Endo and Hakuoho, mainly because both of those wrestlers had such a fast rise to the very top division. Mm-hmm. Um and a rise that most wrestlers do not ever experience. But those two did. And so I was interested to see how they were going to fight against each other. It was super, super fast. I just wrote, wow, 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 because it was so, so, so fast. Uh, right hand, overarm, grip. Uh, it was just a really fast Yori Kiri. With, and Hakuoho came out with a win. Gonoyama met Shona Noomi. There was a big, huge slap down, and Shona Noomi came out on top. So it was a great day for the rookies, except for Big G. That's right. Tamawashi took care of Hokuseho. Hokuseho looked just downright surprised in this match <laughs> and had absolutely no defense from from beginning to end. It was as if he was like, whoa, no one's ever done that to me. <laughs> a noda one that's rah! actually effective? Yeah. It's, you know, when they play the slow motion sometimes and you just mm-hmm. look at the, the looks on their faces yeah. and you're like, I know how you feel, bro. I know. I have an idea of how that might feel. Yeah. And I can't, I just kept putting myself in Hokuseho's shoes and being like, that's exactly the face that I would be making if someone had his big old hands against my chin and throat was pushing me up and high real hard. <laughs> so well done, Tomawashi. <laughs> there was a lot to love on day seven. I actually had a lot of matches that I starred and circled and just really admired a lot of wrestlers for. But I want to remind you on day seven, Nishkiki was undefeated. Oops. Because he met Kotonowaka. Kotonowaka ran forward and completely smothered Nishkiki with a double inside grip. It was kind of surprising. Um, maybe we should have seen it coming. But I was kind of surprised. Nishikigi was on a roll. And this was the first person who was able to put him down. So well done, Kota Nawaka, over Nishikigi that day. So Nishikigi did not get the interview that day that no. I long for every single day of this basho. <laughs> <laughs> Wakamoto Haro simply waited for Abi to finish with those neck pushes <laughs> and he just calmly stepped to the side and slapped Abi down that seemed to be an easy win he looked calm and stable so well done Wakamotaru on your run to Ozeki ship Daesho man just started a barrage of pushes that Ura could simply not escape he was relentless so well done Daesho another step towards the direction of Ozeki ship but I think my favorite two fights were the last ones of the day. Hoshoryu versus Asanoyama. Hoshoryu got inside super fast and got a, a hold of the Moashi and Asanoyama broke it. And then they got back together again. Hoshoryu worked Asanoyama to the edge and Asanoyama had the most amazing 
safe at the edge after Hoshoryu kind of like tried this Uwatanage on him. So Asanayama escaped and then Hoshoryu was like, okay, fine, you escape once, I'm going to do it again. And again through the exact same Uwatanage, but he stepped back and a little bit wider and it was a beauty. It was just another one of those beauty throws where a big, huge guy goes over his leg and it's definitive and it's like, Boom. Yes. Hoshoryu came out with the win on that day. Uh, that took Asanayama to four and three. And it certainly, it made it look like Hoshoryu has been wrestling at this top division for the last year and Asanayama hasn't. Right. That's honestly what it looked like. I hate to say it, but it did look that way. And Asanayama was grabbing his arm upon re-entering the Hanamichi. So Yeah, so we'll hear more about we'll that hear next more day. About that. Yeah. And the last fight, Mitakiyumi, who was still winless on day seven, just like we said, just heartbroken, met Kiribayama who is now Kirishima. Mitakiyumi blocked right at the beginning. He drove Kirishima back by the neck. He went for the Norua. And it was just every place that Mitakiyumi went, it was just perfect hand placement. And Kirishima just couldn't break it. And wasn't wasn't moving with the best power that day. Again, just kind of lackluster, not as fast as he usually is. So what that meant was Mitakiyumi got his first win on day seven. I was excited for him to get his first win because I am a Mitakiyumi fan. Yeah. He's my first sumo love. He's the the guy that got me into sumo. So I was excited to see him. I was just excited to see him get that win. Day eight. All right. Um, Hokuto Fuji versus Takayasu. This was a nice forearm blast from Takayasu and a ton of face smashes. But Hokuto Fuji just got in close, denied Takayasu the power of his full arm shove, and then just tackled him, sent Takayasu back and over the Tawada. And I think, again, another storyline. Hokuto Fuji has been showing up for this tournament. Mm -hmm. Again, Nishikigi won. Uh, continuing his uh, winning streak. Hoshoryu easily defeated Ura, who was way too low. So Hoshoryu just easily laid him down to the dirt with a shove uh, to the back. And then we find out, before I go into the last bout of the day, which is the most hilarious match of the tournament, but Asanoyama is out with a rupture to his bicep. Oy vey. So mm -hmm. he's out for four weeks, meaning he'll probably be back next week sometime. But it makes Terunofuji's rise back up seem even more incredible, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. It really does. The fact that he made it all the way back up without completely injuring himself, all the way back up to the very, very top. I mean, knowing that he's injured now, but still, all the rise up, his body stayed together is amazing. It is also amazing. Yeah. Is the catastrophe that was the Kirishima bout versus Midori Fuji, but not for the wrestling itself, but for <laughs> the Kyoji. The fashion problems? <laughs> I mean, people were mad at him because, look, they're like, he's nearly close to retirement. He doesn't have sharp eyes anymore. I just like to remind everyone Check out your grandpa or grandma and see if they move like this 65-year-old guy. I think he did great. He, Were they saying he was bad because of he, he just, couldn't tie it fast no, enough? Well, there's the been a number it. of reversed calls, a, a number of oh. close things, uh, reversals. And then he does sometimes, like all of them, wouldn't you accidentally get in the way? But yes. 
So what happened was Kirishima and Midori Fuji tachi-eyed. And basically soon thereafter, I could break down the fight, but I'm just going to break down what really happened. Okay. <laughs> what people care about is that they've been fighting. They sort of like stalled out on the middle. And then the Gyoji was like, hold on, hold on. We have a malfunction, wardrobe malfunction. The belt is coming loose. Now, I did not see a loose belt, really. I mean, maybe it was up close. But the problem was, is Kirishima's belt, which is the one that was needing to be retied, is really super tight. Mm -hmm. So the Gyoji stopped them in the position that they were in. And they were already kind of tuckered out, but then they have to stay there. And they were like, okay, we'll wait for him to retie my belt. But he kind of really struggled with it. And he couldn't get it under. And at this point, the guys... They'd been leaning on each other, but they just kind of let their hands like relax. They were like, uh, this is taking a really long time. And it was taking a long time, so long that a Yobi Dashi like mm-hmm. entered up into the ring and was like, hey man, hey Gyoji, hey Papa Gyoji. Let me help. Let ya. me help. And then Which was nice. It I was very nice. Yeah. And I, I don't know if it was because he couldn't pull it tight or just couldn't get it through Kirishima's really tight belt, but whatever the case was. It ended up after, I don't know, eight, nine, ten minutes. It wasn't that long, but it felt like forever. They got it retied. And then as a Gyoji does, they fling the the tassel and then they tell them, okay, here are the positions you're in. But the Gyoji, I think after this long, he looked at them for a really long time. And he was trying to jog his memory about what was the position they were in last. Mm-hmm. And either he couldn't recall, and I think Sadagatake Oyakata was on the ground, and he had to tell the Gyoji that the grip that Midori Fuji had gravitated towards was not the grip when they started or when they stopped. So all of that took all the momentum out of the fight. Weird mishaps in this fight that basically led Kirishima to kind of be overpowered and, and pulled out to the edge and out. Well, I think Midori Fuji did a great job at this match. And, you know, Kirishima's just not fighting at his best, but I think because of injury. So I, this was one where I delighted in, in sort of seeing the cushions fly because I felt like he, he did earn that one. So I thought, I just thought he did a great job recovering and taking the win on that match. I want to mention one other on day eight. Just because he's turning out to be one of our leaders, Nishikigi versus Tobizaru. And Nishikigi won that bout by doing two things. One, be a mountain, be a bottom-heavy mountain, be immovable. And two, grab your opponent's arm and swing your opponent completely around to the other side of your body and out. And... It was just a real big kotanage. I'm always kind of amazed that those guys can be manhandled by their arms like that and their arms don't fall off. (laughs) So well done, Nishikigi. Okay, so we went into day nine with Hoshoryu, Nishikigi, and Hokuto Fuji in first place and six men tied in second place. Rookie report, two down, one up. Hakuoho was overpowered by Daishoho. Big G lost. After Endo just tackled him by the thighs. I thought it was pretty cool. Shona no Umi, though, just all he had to do was simply get out of the way as Kotoeko lost his balance and ran himself into the front two rows. So we got a Kotoeko bowl and Shona no Umi came out the winners. That was how our rookies did on day nine. This stat made my eyebrows kind of go up. Sada no Umi beat Takayasu for the first time ever ever. I was just completely shocked that he had never won against Takayasu, but he did on day nine. 
Hokuto Fuji displayed some beautiful style and attitude. In his fight against Oho on day nine, he had some very pretty pushes and some gorgeous deep knee bends at the end. He used a Nodawa and he just pushed and used his Oshi style and it worked really well against Oho. And I just, I like the way he finishes his fights most of the time. He finishes them with a real deep knee bend and he had a, just a really cool one deep knee bend after that fight that I really loved. I'm going to skip all the way to Nishikigi against Mitake Umi. Oof. Mitakeyumi drove Nishikigi all the way to the edge with a double inside grip, but Nishikigi got right on the edge and it just would not go out. That bottom heavy talent that he has just clicked on and Mitakeyumi could not get him out over the bells. Nishikigi, he just kept the same placement on the Mawashi and just completely drove Mitakeyumi back and across the ring with a double outside grip. And this was another one of those days where it was in the interviews, he looked really cute. Like he couldn't believe that he had won against Mitakeyumi. And he was just so excited to have done it with the Mawashi grip that he had. So Nishikigi looked great on day nine. Kotonawaka tried to throw Tobizaru out with a Kotonage, and Tobizaru just simply held on to Kotonawaka's Mawashi for leverage and ended up winning that fight. But it was yet another one of those moments where I'm like, I cannot believe these guys do what they do. Daisha won against Abi. How? By spinning that annoying guy who's grabbing your face out of the way and pushing him out. It was real simple, but the best fight of the day was Hoshoryu versus Hira Daumi. Absolutely the best one. In the beginning, there was some arm jostling between these two. And then there was sort of a throwdown attempt, and Hira Daumi recovered beautifully from it. Lickety split, Hira Daumi got, he ran right to Hoshoryu. He got double inside grip of the Mawashi and started pushing hard. And Hoshoryu twisted away from Hira Daumi and used his right leg as sort of a kind of a trip maneuver. He used his right leg as a kind of a trip and he just didn't allow Hira Daumi to be able to run straight forward because his own leg was there. And then he used that same right leg to twist around and lift Hira Daumi's left leg so then they were balancing and pushing against each other in my absolute favorite, well, one of my favorite moves ever, the Kakenage, because it becomes a balance move at the edge. It's like who has the flexibility and who has the balance. And Hoshoryu came out with a win on that day. It was just really pretty. And if you want to see pretty wrestling moves, watch that fight between Hoshoryu and Hira Daumi on day nine. There was another really gorgeous move Wakamoto Haru pulled against Ura. It took a moment, but Wakamoto Haru was in the driver's seat the entire time, and he eventually held onto Ura's belt with his left hand and just sort of twisted up and over with his right and flipped Ura by the belt and armpit all the way onto his back. It was just gorgeous. It, t it must take so much strength to be able to maneuver that. It's sort of hard to even imagine, but it is pretty. And then Kirishima looked like he was starting to recover by day, by day nine and uh, pulled a really pretty win against Meisei. Barely, but he did it. It was a great day to be a second walkie on day nine. Day 10. 
Loving the Hokuto Fuji energy. Uh, he beat Tamawashi. Tamawashi basically Slippio Toshi, but Hokuto Fuji is nine and one at this point. So that's pretty exciting. Again, Nishikigi crushed on top of Meisei just as Meisei was trying to throw at the edge. Nishikigi again on the leaderboard, tying Hokuto Fuji with a Yori Teoshi win over Meisei. So as far as the Ozekis, though, Onosho proved faster at the Tachiai up against Wakamoto Haru and was able to get the upper hand being the first one to kind of have a faster Tachiai. And he drove Wakamoto Haru out of the ring. He just overpowered Wakamoto Haru. And just a nice reminder, you got to win the Tachiai lots of times because you have an advantage and Onosho did that. Daesho put up some spectacular sumo. Hiradoumi was all over the place, and somehow Daesho stayed with him, moved laterally when he needed to stay on him. It was essentially a throw at the edge that did Hiradoumi in. Uh, right when uh, actually Daesho was kind of in trouble, it was just really nicely played by Daesho, and he was looking more and more like an Ozeki after this bout. I think he could probably use some help in his interviews, though. Oh, I have not been watching the interviews. You haven't? Oh. No. Daisho's interview style is just incredibly dull. Well, Sadanomi is <laughs> kind of like the same. The older they get, more to, more just, veteran-like, they seem to be uh, taken, all personality taken out. Yeah, so. just no smile at all. Okay. No excitement. He's focused. He's like, got one job to do, and that's to become an Ozeki. Yes, I won. Kota Nawaka beat Hoshoryu, and you can see the fight in Hoshoryu because he fought so hard, but he really was just overpowered by Kota Nawaka post-Tachiai, who, who just, at, at first they stalled kind of up top, and Hoshoryu kind of tried to, from this position, go laterally, evade kind of this big backwards push from Kotonowaka and Hoshoryu held on at the edge like crazy but basically Kotonowaka just kind of had him all up in his arms and just with a few hard pumps he eventually sent uh, Hoshoryu back and over the edge proving that Kotonowaka is a really strong guy and I think he's going to be in his Ozeki run before you know it too. The match, though, of the day was the last one, which was Kirishima versus Ura. And this one was so exciting because Ura proved, as usual, to be the handful that we all know he is for any of the other wrestlers. He's low. He's all over the place. He has so much energy and bounce from his lower half. Kirishima, post-Tachiai, absorbed the Tachiai and kind of moved backwards, giving everyone a fright. But he gets a really strong right side grip on Ura as he's moving backwards. He calmly kept all of Ura's advances in check by the side, this sort of sideways blunt stance, which he used to see uh, Kakaru do a lot, leaving Ura somewhat useless with kind of his trickery. Ura had to lift up, but again, Kirishima was hopping and off to the side to kind of prevent that. They stall out. Ura tries a deep under grip and a lift up. He does, and Kirishima is pushed up and moves backwards, but... Kirishima keeps up with that sideways move and again swings around and preps for a throw. Ura does not allow the throw. He stays grounded, but Ura is pretty much tuckered out at this point as they are both low. Kirishima digs his chest into Ura and linebackers him back and out. Ura has nothing to fight back with energy-wise at this point. It showed a lot of stamina from Kirishima, who is injured, and, uh, and how hard of an opponent he really is to beat. 
So that's what I've got for day 10. At the end of day 10, we have two guys tied for first place, Hokuto Fuji and Nishikigi, which is very exciting to even say that sentence. Yeah, that those true. two guys are tied for first place. It's lovely to see those guys at the very top. In second place with eight and two, we've got Daesho, Hoshoryu, and Endo. And that's a surprising one. But hey, Sumo is always full of surprises. Yeah. So we still have four days to go. 11, 12, 13, 14, five, five days to go. We still have five days to go. So all of that could change. Any of these guys could take this Basho. It's going to be a very exciting finish. Who knows what will happen? Who knows? So again, get those bingo cards out. It's going to be fast and furious at the end here. We're looking forward to seeing those bingos come in. So we will see you then. I'm Leslie. I'm Laurie. See ya. Bye. Bye.